Paul's letter to the Philippians 4 4-9. Brethren, rejoice in the Lord always, again I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known by all men. The Lord is at hand. Have no anxiety about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, do, and the God of peace will be with you. There is so much here that is contrary to the modern lifestyle. Paul calls his audience to rejoice and have no anxiety, which is the exact opposite of what modern culture, modern media, and life in general is about. The culture in the modern-day West is all about generating or even inventing ideas or situations to create strife and anxiety. The direction our culture is currently heading is nothing new. In all of the ancient empires, cultural conflict and strife was invented when outside conflict was non-existent. The current war of gender identity is nothing new. Ancient Rome, ancient Greece, ancient Egypt all went through exactly this problem just prior to imploding. But the Christian response, the Christian way of thinking about life and our interaction with others is about peace and kindness. When Paul tells his audience that the Lord is at hand, he is not talking about an impending second return of Jesus Christ. He is talking about God being with His people, as Lord over all creation, and always nearby. Since the Incarnation, Jesus Christ overthrew the power of sin and death and removed that barrier between God and man. Just as Adam was cast out of God's immediate presence in his expulsion from the Garden of Eden, man has been brought back into God's immediate presence by Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension. God among us has been once again made reality. Paul calls us to rejoice because this is the new reality. There is no need for fear or anxiety, for God is with us, we are always in His presence, and with Jesus Christ as King of all creation, reality is moving toward increasing holiness. Because God is among us, we can present our prayers and needs to Him knowing that all things are under His direction, and the universe is slowly coming to a place where peace and holiness will prevail. Because this is inevitable, there is no reason to be anxious. Because of this we should let ourselves be known as peaceful, gentle people. In so many cultures over so much time, fear and despair is the predominant mentality. But as the people of God, we need to be different. We have hope. When we know how the game will end, there is no vacillation that will upset us. Like watching a sporting event after the fact, when you know who wins the game, so too our reality. When we know the ending, we will have the peace that comes from being part of the people of God and being filled and directed by the Holy Spirit. With that foundation in mind, Paul continues on to remind his audience of the way they need to form their thinking. Despite the troubles of the moment and the foolishness of so many in one's culture, one has no reason to focus on that which is evil or contrary. Paul says, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. This too is ultimately contrary to our modern culture. That which is considered entertaining has shifted from what is good and beautiful, to what is momentarily distracting, troubling, and oftentimes, ugly. Entertainment has moved from the good and beautiful to the shocking and edgy. The arts used to be about talent, skill, and the exceptional. The challenge that Paul sets before us is to compare our current thinking and sensory input with his list of what we should be taking in. Are the movies we watch true, honorable, just and pure? Is the music we enjoy true, honorable, just, and pure? Is the artwork we enjoy true, honorable, just, and pure? 
The foundational question here is about truth and beauty. Every movie, every song, every piece of artwork, and every novel is telling a story and if that story is not foundationally true, then it ought not be part of our life. And when I say true, I am not talking about historical accuracy, I am talking about truth in the foundational-slash-metaphysical sense. For example, Tolkien's story, The Lord of the Rings is a true story because the foundational aspects of the story are metaphysically true. Ultimately, truth always wins, evil never leads to success, and dishonesty never brings about benefits. The author of a story is, in a sense, the god of that story. He can make anything to be foundationally true in order to create the world as he wants it to be. But that is not the way reality works. Repeated exposure to foundational lies will form one's thinking in the wrong direction. That which is wrong will not lead us in the direction of life and success. So, as Paul points out, we need to focus on that which is good, true, and excellent. This is a field of questions that we all need to ask ourselves. Paul then ends this passage with the encouragement to imitate him in his thinking and behavior. These words are not about Paul being narcissistic but about the incredible value of having a godly and wise spiritual father to watch, to understand, and from whom to learn. The idea of tradition is often railed against but to see a continuing line of godly men and women that we can learn from and imitate will only move ourselves and the culture we live in closer to holiness. When we as Christians are following the leadership of godly people and are imitating them to the best of our ability, we will grow in holiness and we will impact the culture in which we live. Our very existence and presence in our culture is an opportunity to lead toward holiness and not just be another cog in the wheel of emptiness and distraction. We have money, we have time, we have minds with which to engage our neighbor. All of these must be used for the good of ourselves and for the good of others.